The following podcast may contain topics not suitable for a younger audience. Due to the nature of our shows, we also cannot guarantee spoiler-free discussions about anything, so keep that in mind. Borderline podcasts are uploaded almost every week, and you can keep up to date with our podcasts and panels by following us on social media at facebook.com slash borderlinepanels, or on Twitter at B-O-R-D-E-R-P-A-N. Please enjoy the show. everybody welcome back to another episode of borderline podcasts i'm ryan and i am john and we are bringing you another episode of two guys in video games today all right all right yeah so ordinarily i know we normally talk about video games on the show but and we still are technically technically but we're gonna get deep and personal today oh man so more personal than we ever have on the show before oh yeah we're gonna tell you what we think about video games and our history with them. The life and times of Ryan and John. <laughs> As it were. Yeah. Um, so we're going to, we figured our credibility would be a little bit better talking about video games if y'all knew what we like, how we got started, and just a lot of random facts about gaming and, well, the two of us. And make us seem more human than machines uh, specifically designed to just spew out random video game facts and terminology. That's pretty much what we are, yeah. There's but- not much else. Well, uh, maybe you appear more human, possibly. Yeah, because we're totally human. Absolutely. -hmm. 100% authentic human stuff. Yeah, I wasn't made in a lab. Me neither. Or a garage. Or not an alien time machine. Like, you know, some people maybe. I don't know. I'm not one of them. (laughs) But (laughs) anyways, um, we're going to go ahead and start off as usual with recent releases. And um, first up was the Crash Insane Trilogy. That came out about a week ago today, actually. And it is a uh, PlayStation 4 remastered collection because you got to know PlayStation loves selling you stuff you might already have. Mm-hmm. This one's a little different, though, because it is actually a full remaster, like from the ground up remaking of the original three Crash Bandicoot games. Really? Yep. They didn't use any original assets for this. They entirely remade the games. Oh, wow. And thankfully, this is not a full-price game. It's only $40 for three games Hmm. that, personally, I actually never had a chance to finish because I never owned a PlayStation when I was a kid. Ah, gotcha. So I picked that up. I'm pretty excited to play that. And I haven't had a chance yet, though, because I started a new job. And, well, I don't have time. Makes sense. Yeah. That aside, uh, the first DLC pack for Breath of the Wild came out, and that I have had a chance to play, though, because I've I've been excited for that. I'm just glad that they have, like, the hero path so I can see where I haven't been, because that's been the biggest issue so far in that game. Yeah, somebody pointed that out to me, actually. It's not necessarily where you have been in the past 200 hours. It's where you haven't been, Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. that's that's been very useful for backtracking, even though I finished most of the game before DLC came out. And then there's the coveted Trial of the Sword, or something yeah. along those lines. That's No, it's, it's called Trial of the Sword. Yes, um, and I have seen that be successfully completed twice now. Yeah. And uh, I've and now they're trying to attempt it on Master Quest mode. Yeah. That is an entirely different monster. Yeah, it, it's, it's pretty difficult. It's, um, 
it's basically going through a bunch of trials in order to unlock the full power of the master sword, which would make it a base 60 weapon instead of 30, mm. like for entire the entire time you have it out now. And no weapons, no armor, no items, nothing that you had before you can bring with you. They strip you nude. So it's tough. It's a challenge, but oh, it's yeah. definitely doable. It's basically uh, Evertide Island, but like worse on steroids. Yeah. <laughs> like. It's really hard. I managed to beat it myself, but like, oh my god, it was difficult. Oh, I believe it. Thankfully, though, like once you're done, you get everything back, so mm-hmm. not the end of the world. But um, it also has some cosmetic items. I haven't had a chance to hunt them all down yet because they tell you like hints as to where they might be or ways you can start to try to find them. Mm-hmm. And that includes the Korok mask, which for any of you people who are completionists out there like myself... It's going to make Korok hunting a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Granted, I made the decision a long time ago to never even bother trying to get all 900 Koroks because, you know, I that's, have... That's insanity. That's I have, just insanity. I have sanity. Like, shout out to my friend Clay, by the way. Literally the day before the DLC came out, he got his last Korok. Really? The day before the DLC and the Korok mask. Wow. And he told me that he didn't want to do it with the Korok mask because he wants to be able to say that he did it organically. And oh I, my to him, gosh. I have to say to you, you're freaking crazy. <laughs> I can't believe he dedicated so much time to finding those because they're not in obvious places. Not all the time. No, I, I think he I think he kind of cheated a little bit. But like, you, honestly, you'd have to look that up. There's no way you can find you. all 900 just like... By accident, or yeah. just by, like, exploring. It's too... There's some of them are just too clever. No, they're, they're way too hard to find. But, um, yeah, the DLC pack, though, hard mode includes... Basically, everything in the game is amped up to another level. The Finding stuff is a lot harder. Killing stuff's a lot harder. Oh, the enemies regenerate HP. Constantly. Yeah, the enemies regenerate HP. But the absolute greatest thing to come out of this is the gold Lionel. Oh, dear God, I forgot about that. It's very difficult. I haven't actually ran into one yet, but the funniest thing about hard mode is the Great Plateau, the starting area. Oh, no. There's a silver Lionel wandering around. awful. (laughs) I wanted to try just to see if I could beat it, and I forgot that even if I had the ability to avoid it, my weapons are not going to last Mm-mm, against it. And not, they're not, not going to damage it quickly enough to actually be able to kill it. Like not, not at that point, no. That's just, oh, gosh. So I turned tail and ran. <laughs> but that's just, that's how sadistic this this mode is. Mm-hmm. I haven't actually gotten very far in it because Breath of the Wild's a very long game. Very but, true. Very, very true. But, uh... Hopefully that'll change a little bit uh, once my job starts getting less. Oh, I actually think my little brother did beat it on Master Quest mode, and he also ready. Uh, well, no, no, he came close. He came close. So he got the Master Sword powered up, or at least got it, uh-huh. and then uh, he went to Ganda's castle or the castle, and he hadn't fought in any of the uh, uh, the what what are they called again? Divine Beasts? He hasn't fought any of the Divine Beasts. So he fought all four of them, one after the other. Yeah. Killed all of them. Nice. Got to Ganon, and then got to where you had to reflect back the beams at him to make him vulnerable again. Couldn't and, do it? No, couldn't do it there. But, like, still, the fact that he did that on Master Quest mode is pretty... That's pretty big. That is pretty impressive. Good job, Michael. Um, so, yeah, this is Zelda DLC. The second pack should be coming out around the holidays. We're just going to have... 
champion DLC. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be able to play with or as the champions. I'm not entirely sure. We'll, we'll find out more. But from what I hear, it's like going to be a completely different storyline. I think it's like a flashback. So, no, I think it's going to be like the, a prequel to this game, basically. So, we yeah, like see a giant like the, flashback. Mm-hmm. But, um,. We'll see when that comes around. We'll definitely talk about that around the holidays. And that may change our opinion of the story because I know that a lot of people... We both were very disappointed with the story. So maybe this will fill in enough gaps to be like, oh, well, the story wasn't so bad after all. We just didn't get the whole piece of it, which would make sense from Link's perspective. Yep. And uh, two other quick things before we get into what we actually came here to talk about today. Episode Prompto finally came out for Final oh, Fantasy XV. Oh my goodness. And I'm really mad because I still can't find my freaking copy. And I'm yeah, very mad. Yeah. John lost his copy of Final Fantasy XV and has not been able to finish it as a result. And so if you or a loved one has re- have found a missing disc, please call me at 555. <laughs> yeah. Um, it follows Prompto, and I don't really know much because I didn't want to spoil myself. So I'm going to be playing that myself fairly soon, hopefully. And hopefully I can find my disc or I can get back to it because yeah. I really want to get back to that game. Yeah. And... Um, Last thing is, as of, I think, like, what, two days ago now, Doomfist is available on the Overwatch PTR. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, a lot of people were, like, one of my friends was theorizing that Doomfist would just be teased for, like, a year and not Mm. actually released. But, no, they went ahead and, well, they haven't released him, but he's available to play on the PTR, which is the test server. So he's very buggy. He is Mm. easily the buggiest hero they've ever released on PTR. Oh, jeez. But... He's rather fun to play as, and unfortunately, he is not voiced by Terry Crews, mm. but his voice is still very good. He's a he's really well done. Shame it's not Terry Crews, but honestly, I really didn't expect him to be, <laughs> because <laughs> nobody would be able to think anything other than Old Spice jokes, if that's the thing. <laughs> that's fair. But, um, but shit posters out there. I am fully expecting you to make videos of Doomfist gameplay replaced with Terry Crews' Old Spice quotes. <laughs> I am fully expecting to see that. So Excellent. Get on it. Um, all right, so that's all the recent releases that we're going to talk about. So we're going to jump right in. Um, first thing I wanted to talk about is, John, how big is your game collection? Oh, gosh. Um, it's probably easy in the several of hundreds at this point. And how many consoles do you own? Uh, basically all of them. <laughs> I mean, okay, so I don't... So some of the obscure ones, like the Virtual Boy, like, obviously not. But, like, yeah. uh, I th- the only ones I think I don't have are the... I never got the DSi. I did not get... Well, I don't count, like, iterations. I'm talking, like, strictly separate systems. So, like, DS would fall under DS, DS Lite, and DSi. Okay, okay, that's fair. Well, then, um, I have not gotten the Xbox One. I think we skipped over the Xbox as well. Yeah. Everything else, I believe we've had at one time or another. Yeah. Um, last I counted, my collection is over 1,000 games, and it spans 19 consoles. I, I believe it. Yeah, I've got... The only Nintendo console, surprisingly, that I don't own is the NES. Oh, yeah, same here. Yeah, uh, just because... It's much easier to emulate. There you go. There you <laughs> and go. And it, it runs so much smoother. I can't stand the classic NES controller. It's Plus, like it's like painful. Nintendo hard. Like classic Nintendo is re- stupid hard. Well, stupid I, I still hard. enjoy playing the games, and I well, have yeah. played like well, yeah. And with like save them, states, they're they're very much playable. But like before then, you had like 
passcodes, maybe. Yeah. And so, you know, you me- if you mess up, you just have to start that whole thing over again. Yeah, a lot of the games back then were just broken messes because just of... brutal. <laughs> because of just the technology available. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a fact. I'll, I'll eventually get an NES, probably, but as of right now, the earliest console I have is an SNES slash Game Boy up through 3DS and Switch currently. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of funny, actually. Like, I still think of the 3DS as, like, a mobile console mm-hmm. and the Switch as, like... You know, a home console, yeah. but it's really going to replace the 3DS fairly soon. Oh, gosh, if it hasn't already. Actually, thinking about it now, I have to up the number to 20 because I forgot about the PSP. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I got, the, I had that one and the Vita. I went through a couple PSPs because I kept getting the refurbished crap. Yeah, no, I have, my PSP is not very good. As a result, I haven't played very much on it, mm-hmm. but I have played Birth by Sleep on it. They had some Crisis awesome Core. games. Christ, oh, I yeah. loved Crisis Core. I really hope... It's not going to happen, but I'd love a remake of that because it was so I, good. I feel like I've mentioned at least on one of our podcasts. I don't even know if it was this show specifically, mm. but I really wanted them for Final Fantasy VII, the remake, to do like an HD collection, like remake Final Fantasy VII, but also include a remake of Crisis Core mm-hmm. and um, Before Crisis, which and, was the mobile game. And honestly, looking at the Final Fantasy VII footage of what we have so far, it looks like they just kind of like melded the two together, kind of. So That's, could- yeah, which is why I'm kind of like maybe after this remake crisis core because that game is just i mm-hmm. love it so we'll we'll see we'll see yeah but um but um what was your first system slash game that you ever owned the first system that i remember owning if we're not counting like the old pcs at the time no i'm not counting that uh was uh probably the, the snes and the game gear those are the first that was the first uh home console and handheld consoles that i'd ever owned okay. and i loved both of them at the time they were great yeah i never actually owned a game gear oh it was dude it was like this huge honking thing that had like two buttons on the side and like a d-pad it would take six AA batteries <laughs> had like a four hour battery life yeah no i remember that thing. i oh. remember seeing it and like oh man but i have to, <laughs> i like i played uh like i think like mickey and the land of illusion Okay. That was like one of my favorites. I never beat it as a kid because I I didn't figure out until like recently that I could you could actually catch the bombs that Pete was throwing at you. Oh, so like I kept I would get to that point in the game and then kill it. And so, but every time I play, I would get there and I'd have to stop. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of games that like fairly recently I've just like gone back to just for nostalgic reasons. And as a kid, I was like, oh my god, this game is so hard. And then mm-hmm. just like I'm just like, well, that was easy. <laughs> It was just fun. I think it was like two years ago or something. I bought Kirby sixty four on the um, oh, on the Wii U I Virtual Console. About that that game I put so many hours into as a kid. Mm-hmm. I not just finished. I one hundred percent completed the game mm-hmm. in four hours. Wow! Yeah. <laughs> Dang, that's so. Nice. I was just like, well, I just murdered my memories of this game. Did you get all the like enemy card info cards too? One hundred percent of it. Wow, four hours. That's very impressive. Yeah. So that was kind of funny, but um, no, my first console, if we're not counting PC, because in that case, it would be a Windows 95, like, I don't even remember what brand it was. I think it yeah, was I like think, Gateway. I think there's like a DOS game called Jet Fighter 2 that I'll play like literally all the time back in the day. Putt-Putt Saves the Zoo. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. No, I learned what a driver was because my dad couldn't get the stinking drivers, quote unquote, <laughs> to, uh, to work on our... Uh, windows 3 machine so he had had to upgrade to a 95 machine because they bought me this game when i was like two or three (laughs) and i heard my dad like saying like to my mom that he couldn't get the drivers working oh geez then like that was i played all the humongous entertainment games as a kid like Mm, i just absolutely love those but like console wise and like you know real video games (laughs) uh 
I uh, I had a Game Boy slash Game Boy Color as a kid. Uh, my first games that I remember playing, I could be wrong, but whatever, mm-hmm. um, was Kirby's Dream Land, Yay. which I know is the first game I ever beat by myself. Okay, okay. And Wario Land um, for the Game Boy, the first nice. one. Nice, nice. Uh, I got an, the first home console I had was an N64, which I didn't get until I was like seven or eight. My mom bought it for me when I was in like first grade. She was like convinced that I would become like a social recluse if I owned video games. <laughs> and like, well, she wasn't wrong, <laughs> but <laughs> no, I had like a mad obsession with video games when I was a kid. Like, but I honestly blame that on the fact that she made it like the forbidden fruit. <laughs> But yeah, um, my dad was kind of the same way. He was like, you know, you can play video games, just don't let it interfere with like getting the house, the chores done, and everything else. Yeah, pretty much. No, I was like severely limited as a kid. I barely. It took me so long to beat games because I was only ever ever allowed to play for like half an hour, or an oh, hour gosh. a day. Yeah, that, mm. yeah no, it was awful. Granted, probably that's why I didn't turn into like you know a fat kid. <laughs> but um, whatever. That's like long in the past. But um. <laughs> No, my N64, I loved the hell out of that thing. Oh, man. Like, like, some of my favorite games are still on that console. I think the, I was playing a demo of Super Mario 64 at, like, Best... No, it was, like, a Blockbuster, probably. I think it was Sam's Club, actually, okay. because they had, like, video game demos out. Okay. And I remember just, like, falling in love with it. And then we got the N64, and I got the game. I was like, oh, my God! Yeah, no, I remember playing it for the first time at my cousin's house, and I just... I loved it. Like, it was so much fun. And, um... When I actually got it myself, I just, I played my N64 so much. Dude, I got the all, I worked so hard and I got all 120 stars and then I had a friend come over and they erased my save file. I was so mad. I assume you're not friends with this person anymore. Probably not, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, because of that. Oh, yeah. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. No, um, I did that too. We actually did that in college. Um, I brought out my N64 to my dorm room and my roommate and I, both hundred percent of that game, and oh man, I that game still holds up in difficulty. Oh yeah, like I love playing that. Crap. Like the Rainbow Cruise level and the final oh, like cap level. That oh my god, those god. were those were evil. But now that I still love that game. But Donkey Kong sixty four. I have so many fond memories of that game. I I had trouble beating it. Like even today, it's a little slow for my taste. Yeah. So like you know, it was. A, I don't think it was like a bad game. It just never really spoke to me much. No, I loved the rare games. Like I played the banjo games. I played Donkey Kong. Banjo Kazooie. I put a lot of time into. Yeah. Unfortunately, as a kid, I was never allowed to play Conker's Bad Fur Day. <laughs> but granted, I wonder why that was. Yeah. <laughs> I literally, I, I literally thought basically what the game wanted you to, and that it was basically a banjo ripoff starring a cute little squirrel. <laughs> oh no! And I was not allowed to have it, and oh, I did God. not understand why until like really only fairly recently. <laughs> like high school is when I found out what that game actually was, and I was like, oh no wonder. <laughs> and yeah, but um, I think the one that they were my parents were most apprehensive to get me was the Super Smash Brothers game for the N sixty four because they're like I don't know it's just it's just violence it's just so much unnecessary violence I don't really think there were any games that my parents besides that one that mm-hmm. were like they were absolutely like nah you're gonna become like a serial killer yeah because like you play we have like Lover they were cool with that Mario sixty four Mario Kart they were they were cool with like most of them it was just that one they were kind of like I don't know about that no they my parents checked my games obviously mm-hmm. but like. I don't think they, I don't, I can't remember if there were any games that they were outright just like, absolutely not, are you playing this game? Mm -hmm. But, yeah, um, moving on a little bit, I guess, um, what would you say over any system you've ever played was your 
favorite system? Um, well, that's a good question. I like the PC because of its versatility, but yeah. I, th- I think the GameCube was like my most favorite console. Yeah. Because- I'm talking also here, like no games that like, not counting games that were like, started on gamecube or xbox or ps2 and then eventually got ported to pc because god knows everything oh, yeah. is coming to pc or now. emulators i would say emulators don't really count for that either no i don't count emulators but, but like um pc is great for that oh yeah but like the gamecube was my absolute favorite because i remember putting so much time into so many games i mean you had the metroid series you had the kirby air ride coming out you had um oh you had other like there was a lot of wind Mario. waker huh wind waker wind waker yes the zelda yeah and twilight I think Twilight Princess also came out for the GameCube too. It did, but I had gotten a Wii by that time, so I played. I, it on I was the stuck Wii. with the GameCube because, like, with the Wii, it had flipped it because of the motion controls and tried to get it to right-handed players, and that yeah, just made yeah. it all weird. Well, I mean, you held the Wii mode in your right hand, so right? But they had why. like all the good Zelda games. Like that was the console that Nintendo, I feel like, just went all out for because they had yeah. like, two Metroid titles, you had two Zelda titles, you had. A new Super Smash Brothers that came out with. You had some really good Kirby. Technically, titles. we had actually a lot more than two Zelda titles. Well, what else? Well, we had we had oh, Wind Waker. We had, like... we had the Collector's Edition. We had Twilight Princess, yeah. Four Swords Adventure, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the port of Ocarina of Time and Master Quest. Yes. Oh man, I forgot. Well, yeah. okay, some some five Zelda games. <laughs> right, right, right. But yeah. two that were like really well received for sure. Because I think oh, yeah. like the Four Swords one, you had to have four players in order to play that one. I didn't ever have it, but like... I, I think that one had four players, and that's why I could never get into it because I couldn't get four people to come yeah, by to yeah. sit down to play it. Yeah, it also required having four of the game boy hookups yeah, yeah yeah that game was a bit of a weird gamble but one of my friends oh my gosh that crystal it... chronicles final fantasy that oh, game yeah, was yeah, yeah. amazing yeah. i still love that game forgot about that game yeah because it, it had the same deal like you'd you'd have to plug into the game boys into the uh gamecube yeah and you have friends and i had friends come over all the time <laughs> to play that crap man we never yeah. beat it but no, like... crystal chronicles is amazing oh. no but um I, I agree with you. GameCube was my favorite console. Oh, I wonder if they'll do a Switch remake of that. That would be amazing. Because you could do that. We I mean, you have like the Joy-Cons. Yeah, and theoretically. That would, be, that would be cool. And you don't have to do any weird plugins or anything. It's just, you go. And you could have your players. Too. Hashtag Crystal Chronicles remake. <laughs> Spread the word. Get Nintendo to listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Possibly. <laughs> we'll find out. Yeah. No, GameCube is easily my favorite console as well. 3DS is definitely the best for uh, portability. Uh, until like until once the Switch gets better games, I feel like that's going to be sw- swapped out. Pretty I quickly. can't judge that right now because the Switch doesn't have really virtual console yet. Not yet, not yet. But I think they mentioned that once they get the uh, online uh, service going, that you can actually do kind of like online classic. They Nintendo did, fighting. but I'm, I'm withholding judgment until it actually happens. Fair. Because, Fair. you know, Nintendo and online, it's Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Awful. But as, as far as strictly handheld, yeah, I would say 3DS is definitely <laughs> my favorite. Yeah. GameCube, though, like basically everything you said, like way I look at it, N64 had all these amazing titles that I absolutely loved. And then GameCube had all of these amazing titles that were sequels to those amazing titles mm-hmm. that looked better, played better, mm-hmm. and were just... Like I had endless amounts of fun with that game, with that system, and believe it or not, it actually did not sell very well. Really, I found that out not that long ago, and I was really surprised because everybody in my town had a GameCube. Oh yeah, like we and I, everybody I know now had a GameCube. Like nobody didn't have one. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's just like, how did this not sell well? Yeah, I know. Like, there, I even today I still play GameCube games. 
yeah, no, some of my favorite games are on GameCube as well. Like, I'm probably going to say that a lot, but I have a lot of favorite <laughs> games. But just games that I have, like, good memories of, mm. so many of those were also on GameCube. Yeah. Like, they had, you had the sequel to Paper Mario. Oh, man, I forgot about that. That's one of my favorite RPGs. Yeah. Um, what else you got that you haven't mentioned? Um, there's probably several. There's um, Shrek 2. Which is, it's a fun multiplayer game. I don't think that was something I would have particularly jumped at during the time. <laughs> oh, wow. Super Mario Sunshine. I was about to say that, yeah. <laughs> I was surprised you didn't mention that. And Melee, of course. Yeah, because I forgot that was the bundle that came out with the one I bought. No, I didn't. I got my GameCube really late, like when oh. it was dropped down to 100 bucks. Because gotcha. for my, well, how old was I? I think I turned 12. It was in fifth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a birthday party and like, everybody gave me toys r us gift cards really yeah like everybody i had like something like 300 dollars worth of toys r us gift cards nice and so my mom's like well you really don't play with like toys anymore <laughs> like what do you want to get with this and i just like thought about it and i gamecube hadn't even crossed my mind at first and then we went in there and then i saw the sign like nintendo gamecube now 9.99 and or 99 and i was like i want a gamecube <laughs> and my mom was like fine (laughs) so i bought my gamecube then and what was funny is it was kind of in high demand at the time so i didn't get a gamecube for a little while Mm. but i had melee right away (laughs) i bought melee and then looked at the box for about a week and a half until they got stock in of gamecubes and i was able to actually play it wow but yeah GameCube is also kind of weird because that was the first system that had a memory card. Yeah. And, um... Well, no, I mean, Nintendo... I think that the, I had. The 64 had, like, a really rudiment... Yeah, no, 64 definitely had memory 64 cards. 64 had memory cards, They just but weren't as robust as they were now. That, and there's a list of, like, very few games that mm. actually needed it. The rest of them had internal storage. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it just had so many great games on it, and some of my, like... <laughs> Again, some of my favorites are on it. Oh yeah, there oh, are yeah. still games I go back to playing today. Also, they have the Game Boy Player, which oh, dude, just makes yeah. so many advanced games going back now like, you, so much more fun to play. I, I can, I will never forget the time that I just like went back to like uh, Silver and just played that oh, yeah. on the GameCube. That was so much fun. Recently, I actually found a translated copy of Mother Three physically. Oh, yeah, I've had that. Yeah, we actually had that. For yeah, a we while both now. got that from yeah. Lost Ark. Yeah, yeah, and um. Shout out to Lost Ark Video Games, by I the way. I gotta finish that. Thank you for reminding me of that. Yeah. I finished Mother 3 before. I haven't finished it on that cartridge. Mm-hmm. But I plugged that into the TV, and I was just like, where has this been all my life? Because <laughs> this is an amazing way to play this game. Yeah, that would be cool to get a, a actual like translation of and get that localized. Because that's, I like, think, the only... Well, probably not the only, but like one of the more popular ones that have not gotten a port to... Oh, yeah. Or, or you- a release, a localized release, excuse me. I have a really funny story about that, actually. That It's it's a recent thing that happened, too. Oh, okay. Uh, this happened, like, last week. I I had Adult Swim on. I was at home, and I was watching um, I was watching Rick and Morty or something. And commercial came on, and I don't... I, I was, like, kind of half convinced that I was, like, asleep. Because Adult Swim literally aired a commercial... Asking Nintendo to localize Mother 3. Oh my, seriously? Adult Swim aired a commercial asking Nintendo to localize Mother 3. I'm dead serious. Oh my god, That is a thing that happened. That's incredible. It was so funny. And I just, 
I started laughing so hard, <laughs> and I was just like, maybe this will be the push they need. Well, hopefully. Gosh, that, yeah. I'd love to get like a, a, um, a an official licensed copy of yeah. that. I mean, I, you guys know I said like weeks ago at our E3 video or video. Oh, you uh, had to have like just died when they saw, when they released the Metroid 4 trailer. Just that oh, little bit. Oh, God. <laughs> I was screaming. <laughs> I was so excited. And we're getting another one for September. For what? For Metroid. Metroid. The, oh, the, yeah, the yeah. Metroid 2 remake. The Metroid 2 remake. Yeah, yeah. Which, it's not the Metroid 2 remake that was cease and desisted uh, online a while ago. Yeah, yeah. That one, by the way, like, if you can find a copy of that, like, somewhere in the ether of the I internet. I don't think it's going to be quite as good as the one they're releasing, but it was still a very solid It was basically damage. Zero Mission with the game of Metroid 2, mm-hmm. and it was so well yeah, done. Yeah, it, it was It was. It, really I, well. I absolutely loved that game. And yeah, I have the I have the collector's edition of Met, of uh, whatever they're calling it. It's the Metroid Two remake. I have the collector's edition of that pre ordered. <laughs> like I am, I am ready. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It is a good year to be a Metroid fan. Oh man, granted, Metroid good. Metroid uh, Prime Four literally only got a splash screen and, yeah, and the, literally <laughs> the same song as Metroid Prime One. <laughs> but it, it's something. I will not fault them for saying like, "Hey, Metroid fans." It'll happen. Just <laughs> give us a little time. Like, we know. That's enough for me. But, um, yeah. No, I, I was beyond excited about that. But when I said, like, Mother 3, like, come on, make it Nintendo. And then mm-hmm. Adult Swim made this commercial. I'm like, well, I'm definitely not the only <laughs> one anymore. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. So, GameCube, definitely good. 3DS, I liked a lot because well, of actually, the... actually, speaking of uh, Mother 3, uh, oh. uh, Earthbound was yeah. a really good SNES game that I didn't get to play until later on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I played most most games like retro games that I played. I played for the first time on an emulator mm-hmm. just because I didn't have access to them. And right, right. Earthbound's a two hundred dollar physical game. Oh gosh, yeah. So yeah. like, if you're trying to get like play it like with a physical copy, it's just the entry cost is so high nowadays. Yeah, no, it's insane. at least for the good stuff. For the good stuff, yeah. Uh, it's an insanely high cost of entry, which sucks for a lot of good RPGs. Just a lot. Yeah, um, but. Virtual console's a thing, so hopefully it'll get better. Mm-hmm. But uh, we talked about our favorite systems. Of all the systems that you've had, what would you say is like one of your all-time favorite games? All-time favorite games. I have a lot. Yeah, I have a lot too. I'm gonna try to narrow Jeez. it. Jeez. Um, I think of I think the one that I love the most, even till this day, is probably like Star Fox. Like the original Star Fox that came out on for, SNES. On SNES, yeah, yeah that was it's a that, good one because that was like one of the first 3D games that came out like ever, and I was immediately just taken. mode seven. <laughs> yeah, because they had just recently got like their, that new effects chip they had created. Yeah, yeah. So that was like I think that was like one of the first games they had tested it on. That I know there was a few others. Yeah, but. it was Mega Man X had it with uh, Sigma, and he had the 3D head. Final Fantasy Seven mm. or Final any of the Final Fantasy games used it when they right. Went but from, even then, those are still like 2D. This was like one of the first truly 3D games yeah, of yeah. this era. No, the 3D the 3D graphics chip for Star Fox was mm. amazing. And like you know, it's short. The story isn't like fantastic, and that's not why you play. It's just like you know, a quick short shooter like yeah. done right. And I'm so excited for the SNES they're releasing, the, the, the SNES they're releasing. Yes. Because they have Star Fox 2 as part of that bundle. The complete, like, the complete game. I am, so, oh my god, I am so ready for that. You have no, you have no idea 
how much I love that game. And the fact <laughs> that that one is getting a localization just makes me more happy than I can put into words. You want a really, you want a really funny anecdote about that, though? Sure. The lead programmer for that game, like, all those years ago, mm-hmm. he had no idea that they were doing this. <laughs> Really? Yeah. No, somebody interviewed him and he was like, yeah, I, I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> so I don't know. Like, I really don't know if they're like just taking the ROM that's been floating around on the internet for a while mm-hmm. and putting that on there and calling it complete I, or if I, they actually finished it. I mean, I think like it's not too complex once you know what you're doing. So I'm sure they've had people that have been doing this for like several years on this project, and I'm sure they've got like an expert or something to do it because it's sure. just learning machine code and getting that in there. Because I've played around a little bit with the Super Mario World, I've done a little bit of that, so yeah. it's not terribly difficult once you know what's going on. It just takes some time. Yeah, no, but but that's that's kind of huge. Oh yeah, like I was not going to get this, that thing until until that, and once I heard that Star Fox Two was going to be made and put on that system. It's a buy. I'm buying that right now, today, tomorrow. Like, whatever <laughs> it comes out, I'm getting one. <laughs> I have basically every game that they announced for it, though. I have a copy of it in one form or another. Pretty much, yeah. Except for Star Fox 2. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be buying that, playing it, and then flipping it promptly. <laughs> because even one that's opened, I can literally triple what I paid for it. Because... Mm. God knows Nintendo said that they're going to do better on supply, but we all know they're full of it <laughs> because they never do that right. Man, now I'm going to keep it because like there was some functionality to the game that wasn't fully like explored at the time. Uh-huh. So I'm hoping that that'll be more complete and there'll be more uh, to it than just, you know, oh, here's a feature that's there kind of deal. We'll see. That's yeah. I'm hoping that it does well, but I don't know. Nintendo has a tendency to... Well, build I mean, things up sol- and then it's a solid game so they, yeah if they they just got to tweak it complete the code a little bit and it'll be fine like yeah. playing and that the rest co- of those games on that lineup are just like dude playing that in like 30 games. fps is going to be insane yeah yeah no it's gonna it's gonna be great it's gonna be a great little system but like it's a hundred dollars for like i think it was dude 30 games dude just think about it okay let's just assume that each game is 40 bucks just sure you you've paid for okay 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 metroid metroid Super Metroid. Yeah. How much does that go for nowadays? At least 50. So there you go. With one game right there, it's already half paid for. Yeah, for like no, all that's, of it. that's the thing that's cool. And like, if you are so like morally opposed to going and, you know, downloading emulators, mm-hmm. this system is amazing for some of these titles. And you have Final Fantasy VI, which technically oh. is called Final Fantasy III, Earthbound, Donkey Kong Country, Super S- Metroid is one of my favorite games. Uh, and now it's affordable. <laughs> now it's, well... More affordable. Yeah. Star Fox 2... Literally never legally released before. So this this finally getting a legal release, and I can't wait. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. My personal favorite games, I have like three that I wanted to mention out of like the 400 that are classified <laughs> as my favorites. Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix. Ooh. I absolutely love that series, as has been made blatantly clear by our podcasts. No, no, we totally didn't go see a concert. Our King yeah, of I didn't no, spend no. like, what, $500 to go up to New York <laughs> and then spend another 200 there on merch? No, no, we, we never do that. <laughs> yeah, that didn't happen. Um, no, I love that game. That game, it took everything that was good about one, made it better, made it bigger, mm-hmm. and Final Mix just added so much more to do that it's just absolutely perfect to me. And I think we're getting final details 
on three coming up in like a week and a half or so. Nope. It's exactly a week as of today. Oh, a week of today. Cool. Yeah. As of recording this podcast, it is a week of it is a week from today that we are getting a new trailer at D23. So uh, hopefully, so is speculation, current speculation is since it's final details, we'll hopefully get a, at least a general release date of when we can expect it. See, I don't know. Like we're going to get a new trailer. That's for certain, mm-hmm. but Namura saying final details could mean like, oh, I meant final as in like the latest details before I give you a release the date. Newest the newest final two, mix. Yeah, the newest <laughs> final details. Like, I don't know. Final details to me means, yeah, we're getting a release date, but I I know Namura too well to know that that's going to happen. Well, we'll see. We'll see. He could surprise everybody. I will gladly eat my words. <laughs> like, gladly eat my words if I am wrong here. Oh, that's fair. That's and fair. And the next podcast, once that happens, <laughs> will you will know? I, I, I will. I will literally make you eat those words. Yes, he will put them in a bowl, saute with a little soy sauce, maybe add some lime juice, and I will eat them live. I'll make sure there's a healthy slain, uh, uh, shame glaze over all of that. <laughs> shame glaze, yeah, perfect. But no, that I, I I hope it's I hope we get a release date. Mm-hmm. I'm not expecting it. I'm, I'm going to say it's probably going to be holiday next year at the earliest. At the earliest, yeah. But um, yeah, Final Mix added so many optional bosses, and just the boss fights in that game are the reason you play it mm. because they're just so much fun. I found it a little noxious that you had to like get a combo off to like like beat the boss, but you know, yeah, that was a new thing, and because like you know, it's it, kind of annoying, but it like it, I guess it makes it sense for like a cinematic like, finish, like yeah. the way they have that program. But it's still a little obnoxious that it has because like especially who was the guy with the two guns. Zigbar. Zigbar. He was literally the worst because I could yeah, not finish yeah. a combo on him. Yeah, no, he was difficult, but no, nah, I, 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 Final Mix was amazing for me. Also, I wanted to mention Wind Waker. Mm, yeah, I that was say also a really good GameCube one. had a lot of my favorite games. Wind Waker is my favorite Zelda game, hands mm-hmm. down, of the 3Ds at least. I kind of separate that from the 2Ds because they they play so differently. Does that well? Does that even beat uh, Breath of the Wild today? Yeah. Easily. Oh, really? Breath of the Wild's good, but just Wind Waker is just timeless for me. Oh, tell me. So why why do you why do you feel that way? I'm curious. I really don't know, and it wasn't. It does not follow the formula that it was my first Zelda game because it wasn't. It was like my fifth, mm-hmm. and I had played every Zelda before that, and then just picked up Wind Waker and just absolutely fell in love with it. I loved the sailing mechanic. I loved that it had a lot to do. The world was just gigantic. The story wasn't half bad, mm-hmm. and. It, the combat was great. Like I just enjoyed every little bit of it and had such great characters. Like Makar is my favorite <laughs> Zelda character. He's, he's hilarious. I just find that interesting because Breath of the Wild basically takes that to a whole new level because you can like warp around to places and get a little easier. And I think, could you warp around in uh, Wind Waker? A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, you, you couldn't, you, but it was limited. It was limited. Well, the map was limited. Well, but, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah it so, was, it, so is Breath of the Wild. Like there is a limit to the map, but like. There was a much bigger limit in right. Wind Waker. Right. So I was just it's for, to me it's curious because it kind of takes like a lot of the elements that uh Wind Waker had and improved it. You even have a paraglider like in Breath of the Wild. Like you still yeah. can like travel around in the air and warp around. So I'm finding and shield surfing. I forgot about that too. Well, you know my rule also. I won't judge anything to be a favorite until it's at least been out for a year. Oh, okay. That's fair. So That's fair. we'll revisit Breath of the Wild in a year and see if I still love it as much as I do now, but like Wind Waker just it's it's one of my favorite games. It's always been one oh, of my yeah, favorite games. Oh, yeah, a lot of tons of exploration, a lot of islands to explore. It was it was definitely a good uh, piece for its time, even now, oh, yeah. actually. Last game I wanted to mention was Age of Empires 2. Oh, dude, I completely forgot 
forgot about those games. That is the first, like, serious PC game that I ever played. Oh, man, dude. And I played that game pseudo-competitively for a really long time. Okay, okay. My dad does not play video games, and we bonded over that one. We played that crap all the time. I love Age of Empires 2. Oh, man. I just like the Age of Empires series in general. It's just a, a really fun RTS. Yeah. I own three copies of that game. Wow. I own the first release that I got at Price Club mm-hmm. when I was like nine, mm-hmm. maybe. <laughs> I don't even remember. Um, I got a second one that had the Conqueror's expansion mm-hmm. from a Yankee Swap Christmas party. <laughs> Just so happened to get it, and I was like, whatever, I love this game. I'll play the expansion because I never have before. Mm. And then when Age of Empires 2 HD came to Steam, you bet your ass I got a copy of that. Can, can, can I make a confession right here? Yeah. I, I, I did the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, I, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but it got another expansion on the did HD. It? I, I think it did. I feel like it did. Mm, I haven't, been, I, I I haven't might, paid too much attention to it. I might be recently. wrong about that, or I might be mixing it up with something else, but I feel like it did get another expansion once it got released on Steam. But I, I love that game. Oh, it's, it's so good. so much fun. But on the topic of favorite games, like just not games specifically, but just genres in general, what are some of your favorites? Um, I think I really like the action. I like the action genre a whole lot, being able to move around and actually do stuff, which is why yeah. I really like the new Breath of the Wild, and I'm really excited for the new Final Fantasy VII, because Final Fantasy VII is not a bad game by yeah. any means, but when it gets to that weird active, uh, that, that active time battle kind of deal, yeah, it, 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 it's a little uh, 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 in the way of the combat in the game, in my perspective. With, with, with 12, Final Fantasy XII, yeah. it's good. But for me, it's incredibly obnoxious because I have to move around and, like, run away and wait before I can, like, shoot him again. And I should just be able to, like, you know, keep shooting. I get that. That's what 15 did. So. 15 did not do that. You could attack. You could do combos and attack as much as you That's what I mean. You didn't have to wait. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. No, it was active. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It fixed it. You Mm -hmm. didn't have to wait. Right, right. So, like, I'm more a fan of that. So, like, I'm more of an active game or action games are really good. Um, I'll do RTS and uh, turn-based ones. Those are also fun. Just mm-hmm. depends on what they are. Like, I mean, Fire Emblem's fantastic example oh, yeah. of that. Um, so strategy, strategy-based games, I'm really a fan of. Uh, I don't mind some time killers and some party games. Like uh, Jackbox Party Box is really good. I, like, I love those. <laughs> God, the Puyo Puyo Tetris game that came out, that's also a really cool party game. Uh, even like Mario Kart, now that it's portable, I've played that way more than I thought I would. Yeah. No, that... The Switch has made gaming a lot better just in general. Oh, yeah, more accessible yeah. for sure. But um, I am, I'm a big strategy game player, like mm. puzzle games, RTSs, stuff like that, and RPGs. I will play. A, I will pick up a strategy game anytime and just absolutely fall in love with it. Like Fire Emblem is one of my favorite series. Uh, mm. Age of Empires, I mentioned, is one of my favorite games. That's <laughs> how I fell in love with RTSs is because of that game. Oh, yeah. Just because I had so much fun with it. Um. What else? I would I would say that I I either like games that have a really immersive and really impressive story, or that are like short, sweet, to the point. Because yeah. for example, Star Fox and Time Crisis do not fit that at all. Yeah. Their stories are like a joke, maybe at best. Yeah. And like, but like the the combat is good. Like I love Time Crisis, and like whenever they're at our Time Crisis is great. Oh, I love that game because you just go, you just. You just go and you're just a rail shooter, and like it's not much different than all the others. But the fact that you can hide and avoid potential mistakes just makes that a whole new level. Because like with the Rambo and um, a few other uh, 
arcade shooters like it's basically the game will be cheap and just like take pot shots at you because you can't hide or defend yourself or anything yeah so that's why i like that uh shooter the most but yeah so if it's either got to have like really good content a really good engaging story or at least a decent one just something to make me in- invested in what i'm doing yeah or yeah. or you know just keep it short and simple and make it fun you know thinking about it that you mentioned that now the real reason that uh, Wind Waker is o- is better over Breath of the Wild, Breath of the Wild's great for exploratory purposes, sure, but the mm. dungeons were absolute crap in that game. Mm. Wind yeah, Waker had, beast, like... The Great Beasts were, like... Uh, Divine Beasts, excuse me, were uh, complex, but they weren't, like... Uh, they were easy. Well, they took half an hour to beat they, each. they were complex for what they were, but they were not expansive. Yeah, they weren't big. They were easy to finish, and you, you could beat a dungeon in half an hour. Mm. Like, Wind Waker dungeons... First time through, if you don't know what you're doing... It'll take you like a good two hours each, probably. Gosh, I remember the outpost island that you go to like for the first one in the game once uh, your sister gets kidnapped. Oh, that yeah, one took me forever fortress. the first time. Yeah, no, that was really hard. Now that I know what I'm doing, I can I can breeze through that game easily, but mm. I still enjoy it. And like the puzzles in that Zelda game made me think. Like I like a game with a good puzzle because mm. I like using my mind. Yeah, so I'm okay with puzzles and whatnot, but like Professor Layton, which is all about puzzles and whatnot, yeah. didn't really grab me as much. So like, it can't I'll agree be, with that. So it can't be like strictly puzzle based, but like I'm I'm cool with puzzles. Puzzle solving. Action fun. games that have puzzles are probably the most attractive. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But yeah, strategy is the biggest one for me. Like Fire Emblem, RTS, mm. anything like that. Like Final Fantasy Tactics, those types of games. Mm. I love those types. Those are. Those are amazing for me. Oh, I totally forgot. I love rhythm games. Rhythm games are my jam, man. I'm not a huge rhythm game player. I'll play Rock Band and Guitar Hero because those are always fun. But Mm -hmm. other than that, no, I'm not really a huge rhythm game person. That's fair. That's fair. It's not for everybody. But since, I don't know, I I did music when I was like fairly little. That's fair. Yeah, I did too. So, you know, I did did a lot of core stuff. I did a lot of um, singing. I did, I I would, uh, I even did a music course in high school. Yeah, uh, and learn how to uh, what I know today, more or less. But uh, yeah, so like music has always been like a part of me. My dad sang a lot, so that was yeah. just a part of me. So when rhythm games came out, and I was just naturally good at them. They were fun, and what with DDR, it's good exercise too. So it's like you know, I get the best. I think it was I was at an arcade with my dad, and I saw uh-huh. some people doing it, and I'm like, that's something I want to do, and <laughs> that's where, how I got into it. I mean, I was a saxophone player for like since fourth grade, mm. and. I can hold a rhythm. I'm a very, I, well, I haven't played in a few years, but I used to <laughs> it be never, really It never good. leaves you. If you've ever been in band or something like that, that it really just does not like leave you. At least as, we'll from, see from a rhythm <laughs> perspective from, you yeah, know, I have rhythm, but like I haven't played the instrument in a really oh, long time. Yeah. Of course. But, um, well, that, I, yeah. Yeah. But I can, I could play that instrument like no other, but when it comes to rhythm games, I prefer playing real music than pretending to play music, I guess. <laughs> Which, nothing against rhythm games, it's just not for me. That's fair. It's not for everybody. But, um, yeah, there there are a few games, though, that I just got, like... You know, there's always that one game, though, that you just, like, fall in love with and just want to be, like, the best at it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That first one of those, for me, was um, Age of Empires 2. Like, I got really competitive mm. in that game, and I played online a lot, and I remember also that was the whole time period where everybody was like, everybody on the internet wants to rape you! <laughs> So, oh man, I remember those PSAs. I used to, <laughs> I used to have to like sneak around my mom like playing online with people <laughs> I didn't know. Granted, I wasn't talking to them; mm-hmm. I was just playing against them. But like, if my mom found out, she would think that I'm like you know trying to meet up with these people or like whatever. Man, now I really want I don't to play actually Age of Empires again. What would you do to me? <laughs> I don't actually know if she said anything because I never got caught. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
but I, I was under the impression that's what would happen. Right, right. But, um, yeah. Do, uh, what what was, like, the first, like, big competitive game for you? Oh, geez. Um, I know I kind of got a little competitive with Super Smash Brothers. Um, yeah, I played the, I played Melee and Brawl fairly competitively. I mean, like, I think GameStop had a tournament once I went to, and that yeah. didn't go over well. And I know Game Time had one, uh, which is over in New Clemens, and I didn't do too well there either. And I did one on Ichiban this year. Yeah, that yeah. one I did okay at. I did okay at there. Yeah. But, like, that was the first one that... But I didn't really get, like, super competitive at it until, like two years ago and that's when i like really try just try to get fox down and get yeah him down. back and, in early high school i was really competitive in melee and brawl mm-hmm. but that was before melee became the absolute cesspool that it is today yeah no i didn't know like, nobody was talking about frame perfect bs or oh, anything gosh. like that and like was, the game was so much more simple. It was more so basically just like, were you good at the game and could handle a character? Not yeah. like you practiced for like 20 hours a day. Like, I don't know. Like, the people, like, uh, the people playing Melee now are leagues ahead of the best people that I was playing with oh gosh, they, back in high school. They have it down to a science. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's ridiculous. And that game was like, what, 10 years old now? It's like... More than that. It's at least, it's like... I came out when I was in like fourth grade, and people still play that religiously, man. It's yeah. like it's like a livelihood almost. Yeah, now that game's got to be at least fifteen years old. Yeah, it's, it's like at least. So like I did competitively for a little while, and then I realized that it really just takes the fun out of the game once you do that. Like it depends on the game. Well, no, because with Super Smash, like everybody wants to play it. So like everybody oh, yeah. else who's kind of more of a casual player, like I have to like you know not go all out, otherwise it's not fun. Yeah, and even with that, I still win a lot. So yeah, you know. <laughs> for me i'm in a very awkward yeah like i'm in a very awkward spot with smash where like i'm good at the game and i'm better than like casual players Mm -hmm. but i'm not nearly good enough to take on right you're kind of in that weird middle i'm in the weird middle that like i don't find very many other people Mm -hmm. so for me like especially if it's in like a casual setting like i'd much rather have fun than win so like I'll try to at least make it where it feels competitive when I'm playing with people. Yeah, no, I I enjoy pseudo competitive now, mm-hmm. but like I've also I've also got I played competitive Pokemon for a while and like that game I do enjoy competitively. <laughs> I get so bad at that. Nah, uh, you you remember Ichi? Like, oh yeah, I was last. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I I got second at the tournament at Ichi and that was a lot of fun. I brought my Gen six team. I haven't gotten Gen seven down yet just mm-hmm. because. I really haven't felt like it. Like I kind of got burnt out on competitive Pokemon. I got you. But um, no, I brought, I brought my gen six team and I lost in the second round and then beat the losers bracket. Nice. Like that yeah, rarely that, happens. Yeah. For was, me. That was like, ridiculous. Yeah. I came back from like basically losing in the second round to getting second place mm-hmm. because I beat the losers bracket. And just for anybody who doesn't understand why that's like a thing, how it works if in the winner's bracket, you you stay until you lose, but say you get to the final two and then lose. You drop down to the top seed in the loser's bracket. Mm-hmm. So you have a chance, anybody who loses has a chance to be better than everybody else in the loser's bracket and come out and fight the guy who won the winner's bracket right. for the grand championship. Because with, with a lot of games, and especially Pokemon... Mm-hmm. It it's come down to it comes down to luck sometimes yeah so it happened it, they do that so it 
wasn't just like, yeah, you had a really bad RNG, so now you lose. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, if you can actually manage to come back and beat everybody, you get another shot at winning. Right. So keep that in mind. When I say I was in last place, I was in last place. <laughs> yeah, he, he lost all of his matches. <laughs> but no, I, lo- I won my first, lost my second, then beat everybody in the loser's bracket, and then lost to the guy who eliminated me in the first place. Oh, gosh, that's So sucks. literally, the loser's bracket did its job. <laughs> but that, that was fun. I, I really enjoyed that tournament. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, despite but me losing so quickly. But I played know. I played more casually with friends during Gen 4 and 5 as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, and I do that That was when stuff was absolute, just, like, completely ridiculous. <laughs> and um, I, I loved it for a while, though. But more recently, I've been getting into Overwatch. And even that, I'm already pretty much done with competitive. I'm cool with sticking to casual play with that one. Yeah, I got into competitive for a while, and I ran the team or helped run the team at UNCG, and mm-hmm. I, w- I was pretty good. Like I know how to like I know how to strategize. So they called me Robin because uh. based on the guy <laughs> from Fire Emblem, mm. the tactician, because I was the lowest ranked person on our on our scrimmage team, but everything I told them to do went off with such a hitch that we won like six straight matches wow. in our uh in our tryouts and they were just like yeah you know how to play this game <laughs> even if you're not like the highest ranked because ranked is kind of yeah I, I don't like it and i feel like like that kind of community can run into the same problems as league of legends and whatnot it did because the league of legends community came to overwatch oh ugh. Blizzard's trying to stifle that though, so I give them props for that. But I enjoy playing that game casually still. Like, yeah. it's, it's still so, a really so fun casual game. play. I'll do that, but like I try to avoid competitive. Now, with that said, Pokemon tournament is something that I actually try to get into competitive for a little while. Yeah, and I did pretty good. Like, I think I had, I think I only played like a hundred matches before I like just stepped away for a long time. But of all of all those, I think I only lost like eight or nine, ten. Oh, wow. Like, I had at least an eighty percent win ratio. Like, it That's was pretty good. I think I got. You start off at E five for those of you who haven't played. And then you can work up to I think like S one or or like I think it's like, like that. there's five five numbers yeah, per so you, letter E5, and it goes, E4, it's S three two one yeah mm-hmm. and I think I got all the way to C three before I stopped that's pretty good and I know you you're in the same boat with with me like I I cannot play fighting games competitively <laughs> just because every fighting game mechanically is basically the same no the, well it dep- they not Pokemon but like no well, they each have their own tweaks like for Pokemon, like the thing that- they each have their own tweaks but like fundamentally they're mechanically the same so if you have a basis in fighting games no, you're not, gonna be not able true to kill at all it. so um for the biggest example i have is combos so let's just look up uh, marvel versus capcom 3 yeah if you can do a combo they're done that's because, what I mean, yeah. But that's not true in Pokin because the longer no, the Pokin, com- Pokin's different. Yeah, well, the longer the, po- the the combo goes, the less damage you're doing. And I've seen some people like combo into a special attack, and the special attack does nothing because their combo's so high. Yeah. So yeah. they're not all. So like, I guess at the core- not every fighting game is the same, but more traditional fighting games, which I do not say Pokin is. Yeah. Yeah. They all are fundamentally the same. Like, if you understand the mechanics of fighting games in general, mm-hmm. you can pick up a game and be very good at it. Which is why I I am decent at button mashing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, like when Injustice first came out, like all my friends who played Marvel versus Capcom three picked that up, and mm-hmm. like we were all in the same field because, or supposedly, <laughs> because it was a new game, mm-hmm. and I I love DC, so I really wanted to be good at that game, mm-hmm. but I just couldn't do it. They were all just like they all knew how to combo immediately. They were better at doing like the, for, the forward circle, back circle, all that crap. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot more similarities than you'd think in a lot of fighting games, mm-hmm. which is why I will never touch those with a ten foot pole. 
But um, competitive aside, like, what what are some games that you think are just like absolutely great for just pure what video games are supposed to be for fun? Just fun. Um, I think uh some ones that may have not gotten as much popularity. Uh, Kamiko, which is a release for the Switch. I'm not sure if it's been released on other consoles before. But uh, you basically have control between, like, these three um, priestesses, more or less, and they each have their own kind of different weapons. One has a giant claymore, the other one has bow and arrow, and another one has a sword and shield. And that one's a lot of fun because you can throw the shield, and it basically one-hits everything, and then you can use the sword so you're not completely defenseless. And it's really short, it's really sweet, to the point, and there's no tutorial, so they don't explain what the heck's going on. You have to figure it out all on your own. But it's just short, it's sweet, it's very fun, and you just it's intuitive. You can pick it up as you go along. Okay. So it's a really fun game, and it's like five bucks. Huh. So five bucks for a pretty good time killer is a pretty good deal, in my opinion. So I'll agree with that, yeah. So that's an obscure game, I think, that hasn't gotten a lot of publicity or anything, but not bad for the for the price. Yeah. Um, for me, recently, uh, the Jackbox games, obviously, are just oh, like... Oh, man, those are always fun party games. Best party games. But Rocket League, I picked up about a year ago. One of my friends mm. was like, hey, it's a free weekend. Let's play it. And I was like, all right, sure. So we got drunk. <laughs> <laughs> because that's pretty Because that's how every great story starts. <laughs> and we just played Rocket League like after class for like eight hours straight. Wow. Yeah. I had so much fun and like I was pretty terrible at first, but after like two hours of just learning how to control it, we were having so much fun. <laughs> and uh Killing Floor is another game that I did that with too. My okay. my roommate and I, I think it was our junior year, so like three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um we got Killing Floor because it was on sale for like five bucks and we got a bunch of the DLC and we just started playing and nice. We, it was a Saturday. Uh huh. We, we picked it up. Probably woke up at like 10. We're like, Hey, let's play some Killing Floor. Then we looked at the clock. Oh no. And it was two in the morning. Oh my God. (laughs) Jeez. Yeah. We played that game for like 14 hours that day. It was, it was ridiculous. And I was just like, we need to stop. (laughs) We have a problem, but Ooh. no, that was, that was a lot of fun. Like the original killing floor. Like I haven't had the chance to play killing floor too. Cause I haven't wanted to pay for it. But oh, gotcha. I it's, it's so much fun. Like it was a lot of fun. We got really deep into it for a while. Really? Just, we. it's not a competitive game, which mm-hmm. again is like why I'm starting to think that com- competition's ruining a lot of fun yeah. games. Like Killing Floor, if you're good at it, yeah, it helps. But it's not like you're better than anyone else because it's a co it's a co op game. It's mm-hmm. PVE, and we just got so good at it that we were like had a system as mm-hmm. to like who does what and how do we like kick ass. Mm-hmm. And we played that for a good while, and it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But the most fun game that I have found in the past while is Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes. Really? Yeah. Um. My friend Victor invited us over to his place, and I don't think he had it. I think he bought it because we were like, let's get it. Sure. Why the heck not? Okay. So that game, for those of you who don't know, it's a PC, and I think it's on other consoles now as well. Okay. You basically set up a tent or a VR headset, if you know have $800 lying around. <laughs> um, you set up a tent. You put the computer under the tent, and the person in there has a bomb. Mm-hmm. And they have to tell you what they see. Oh yeah, I think I remember uh, some YouTubers doing that. Yeah, at some yeah, point. yeah. It was a very popular game to stream for a while, and you physically print out a manual that tells oh. you how to defuse the the bomb. Oh, you had brought that to J Club a couple times, hadn't you? I did. Yeah, I did. 
and it didn't go over very well because some of the people we were playing with didn't know we how to follow us. I'm, I'm willing to try that sometime with you. I'm willing to try that. Yeah, I definitely, I, I definitely want to do a borderline thing with that. Like okay. Just have all of us play, keep talking, and nobody explodes because it, it's a lot of fun. Oh, dude. All right. All right. We like we live stream, keep talking um, during the past two extra lives as well. Nice, nice. Like that's, it's always entertaining to watch, but. When we first got it, we just we started going in order, like bomb by bomb, and just we wound up eight hours later getting through like some of the harder bombs. We got to the one that had eleven modules on it, which is the <sighs> max it can have. Jeez, zero mistakes, I believe, and we had five minutes. Wow, which is a hard bomb if you don't know. Jeez, man, we kept on getting RNG to death, or like <laughs> you get nervous and mm-hmm. you slip up, press the wrong button, and. But um, we eventually got it, and we just erupted. We were like, <laughs> "Yeah!" <laughs> and so it, it was it was fun. Um, and I still like playing that game with people. But like, what kind of is annoying is you have to ha- you have to play with people who are also good at like giving directions, being able to read a little bit ahead, mm-hmm. just so they can like they know the game as well as you do. Right, right. So we got we got good at that game, and we were just like having so much fun, and. Yeah, those were like the best, like fun games I've found mm-hmm. in recent times. Mm-hmm. I think Battle Block Theater was another one that was like really, really fun to do. That was fun. Yeah. Do you have any others of those? Um, not off the top of my head. All right. Last thing I wanted to ask about then: guilty pleasures. Oh god. Games you know are not the best, but you still enjoy anyways. <sighs> I think for me, it would probably be Conception Two for the 3DS. Okay. Um, so basically how it works is that you are there you're out of school, more at academy, and the the goal is to create star children to fight off uh these celestial beings that are kind of invading the the world. They're basically like um physical manifestations of like greed and envy and whatnot, like like people's sins. And so in order to make star children, you basically like hold hands with your female partner lewd yeah exactly <laughs> uh, don't beat me there and uh you make in your, your energies mixed together into this uh, i think matryoshka doll and then a star child is born and what is this game rated uh i'm pretty sure it's t if not m because like you see the full body but it's like just like uh oh, it's featureless, like it's, featureless. Okay. it's, it's kind of like they're like neon more or less okay yeah so you know but it's it gets pretty lewd there are some in, there are some fascinating positions once you start progressing the relationships with these girls because you know the better your relationship the better the star child the more quality you can get out of it and eventually and I'm not making this up you can do like group mating group class mating and have basically threesomes and foursomes to make even better star children <laughs> I am not making this up so it's not one that I would be like well done Nintendo <laughs> well done so it's not a game that I'd be like dude yeah Conception 2 isn't it great it's like yeah I played it <laughs> <laughs> and like it's it's baloney because like it's I was fine until the final boss and the final boss the spike the difficulty spike is just crazy crazy hard like Going from level 55 to 65 doesn't sound like much. Yeah. But that is like literally days to get that done. It's awful. Yeah. So I've never, I've actually never beaten the game, but I've come close. I've come very, very close. Gotcha. For me, it's got to be Shrek 2. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Like, (laughs) I love Shrek memes. They're they're funny. (laughs) But that's like, you can play up with four players. And I had no idea that that game was actually fun. 
Yeah, you like, actually play, we actually played it with you. Yeah, um, you played it. You, yeah. you played it with me because I played it with my friend Jeff. Mm-hmm. He invited a bunch of us over to his house, and we were just going through his games and just like seeing what we felt like playing. Mm-hmm. We put literally every game in, and then we landed on Shrek Two, and we were like, "Oh yeah, it's Shrek!" <laughs> and like we were just making jokes, and then we were like, "This game is actually good." <laughs> like we had a lot of fun, there you and go. It, it's one of the most unassuming games I've ever had a lot of fun with, even hmm. though I know it's like a not the best game. Yeah, yeah, but it, it's rather fun. That and um. I don't even know if I would consider this a guilty pleasure more than just, like, gems. But the two Harry Potter Game Boy Color games. Yes! Oh, my God. Not guilty pleasures. I love No, they're, they're legitimately good games. Oh, yeah. Like, so I, talk, you're, and to be clear here, we're talking Sorcerer's Stone. Sorcerer's and, Stone and Chamber of Secrets. Yes. Yeah. I played the crap out of Chamber of Secrets, man. I played the crap out of both of them. But for those of you who don't know, like, all the Harry Potter games on consoles and PC were all 3D, like, action. Garbage. Yeah. Garbage. They were awful. Like, it's one of the few times where the uh, strategy game, like, the the turn-based strategy game was more fun than the action game. Yeah, no, the action game was awful, and (laughs) the guy they had voicing Harry just, like, (laughs) I hope they paid him enough because (laughs) he does not have a future in voice acting. Oh, man. But, um... No, the Game Boy Color games, specific only Game Boy Color, yes. not yeah, not the GBA ones. The GBA yeah. ones weren't nearly as good. The color games were RPGs, mm-hmm. action like or sorry, turn based RPGs, mm-hmm. and it, they were perfect. Oh, they were they were great. You they had like a perfect amount of exploration. You could find stuff. Yeah, just looking around and searching for things. It had a lottery playability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you could because they had like two different decks you could start at the beginning they of had the game. Four. Four? Yeah. Oh, gosh. I thought... Yeah, Sorcerer's oh, Sorcer Stone, at least. I think Chamber of Secrets only had two. But yeah, I warranted but... four playthroughs to get a complete Ooh. a complete deck in um, Sorcerer's Stone. Jeez, I got to go back and play that again. But yeah, but yeah so like, and all your stuff carries over to the next playthrough. Yeah, except, except, except for, for spells. Except no, for your, your level, level carries over. Your spells, spell levels no, no, do not. Levels and spells do not carry over. Because, I'll, have to, like, I'll have to check. Because, I I, I, because like, I'd have to like go... No, I would have to go back and regrind in order to do the... Uh, the dueling club again oh so no the levels didn't carry over unfortunately i thought they did too but they don't maybe maybe it was different for chamber of secrets the one i put a lot of time into is sorcerer's stone oh, oh okay i don't know about sorcerer's stone but chamber okay. of secrets definitely your level reset yeah um but no the, <laughs> looking back like i had i didn't have very many consoles mm-hmm. so like a lot of the games like the you know the the franchise games i'll call them like the ones that had like a familiar face to them right that I played were a lot of like mobile games like Game Boy or Game Boy Advance. Mm-hmm. And I got the Harry Potter game for my birthday, I think when I was in third grade and I just loved it. And then <sighs> I played the, um, the other one, I think it was for GameCube, like the counterpart for Sorcerer's Stone. And mm-hmm. I was just like, this is bad. Yeah. Yeah. This it's weird how we have such similar experiences with games. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. But yeah, is. same here. Like I played it for a while. It's so like, like, I mean, sure there's puzzles yeah. and sure there's like, you can get better upgrades, but this is just, yeah. eh. Nah. And that is the, that is the game that made Flipendo a canon spell <laughs> in the Harry Potter universe. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Which if you read the, um, the cursed child, um, Malfoy beats Harry in a duel with Flipendo. Mm-hmm. So Flipendo is canon in that universe now <laughs> because of those stupid games. Yeah. But um Yeah, do you have any other guilty pleasures you want to mention? Uh that's that's the biggest one I have. Everything else is pretty much like, you know, it's either just not good or you know, yeah. it's part it's like part of a bigger uh 
fan base. Yeah. So. True. Yeah. All right. So at that, I think we're going to wrap up and I just wanted to talk about a couple upcoming releases. Sure. So uh, two weeks-ish and change, we have Splatoon 2 coming out for the Switch. Mm-hmm. And Which I may actually buy this time. I didn't buy the first one. I bought the first one, but I was really late to the party, so mm-hmm. I didn't really, I didn't really care. Gotcha. But I played the beta, and it's it was a lot. I missed of fun. out on that one, but I heard, I heard there's a lot of new changes to it. There's a lot, and also I heard that they're going to be doing a launch tournament or a um, launch Splatfest through the beta app soon really before the game launches oh cool then i yeah so anybody who missed that you got another chance so i'm gonna get that back again yep and that's gonna be for switch and then the other one coming out next it's this week actually it's in like four days it's on the 11th um final fantasy 12 the zodiac age is coming out for ps4 you know i know i kind of poo-pooed on the whole fact that you know the attack you have to wait (laughs) to attack but like i did really like the license system as 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 silly as it sounds, like I need a license to wear a hat, but yeah. like, is I still like that mechanic. I think I think it, it was really fun. It's to gonna get be that. a little bit different, and I don't know if they're gonna keep like the hurry up and wait mechanics that you were talking about, mm-hmm. but we'll see. Like, we'll see. I'm gonna be I, picking I really it up. doubt they're gonna like completely overhaul the combat system. That just doesn't feel. I don't think they would. It's gonna be more resembling of the European version that the states didn't get. Okay, like in the international version. the international okay. release. Okay. Okay. So I'll be picking it up because I love Final Fantasy and 12. And, and that's going to be for PS4, PS4. Correct? Yeah, PS4. And I, I'm looking forward to it. And funny enough, actually, that's 12 is the only game that has not been released on Steam so far. Hmm. Like every other Final Fantasy, except for 1 and 2, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, is available. 15 on, has a PC release? It will. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, okay. One of the few. <laughs> That hasn't been released on PC. Like they have three through eleven, and then all the games are thirteen, and then fourteen is so online the remasters only. were on uh, PC as well. The ten ten two remakes. Yes. Okay. Ten ten two got an HD release. Because that got PC. released for a lot of systems. I remember. Yeah, it was pretty big. Um, yeah, no, it, it definitely got it on PC. Mm. But um, at that, yeah, that's that's all we got for you today. So I've been Ryan. I've been John. Now we hope you are learned a little bit more about us and appreciate more where we've come from, the kind of stuff we've played. Mm -hmm. And from all of us here at Borderline Panels, I got nothing. Good night.
Whoa!